0: Welcome to Yellow and Brown Tales, Asian American Folk Life Today, a podcast where we give voice to the expressive culture of Asian American life, such as tradition, identity, food, and more.
1: Welcome to this episode. I am Jiwen Zhang, a co host of the podcast on Yellow and Brown Tales. My guest today is Kathy Huang. Kathy Huang is a public historian. Of Chinese American history. She initiated the project of Chinese translation of the PBS documentary Asian Americans and a co producer of the TV program History of Chinese Americans at Sino Vision, which is a Chinese language program in New York City. Today, she will talk about her findings through public records regarding when and how. Chinese New Year celebration began in the United States. Welcome, Kathy.
0: Thank you, Dr. Zhang.
1: Thank you so much for talking with me about this part of history. Uh, We know we are now celebrating the New Year of the Tiger in 2022. And I think it's uh, particularly meaningful to review the history, uh, how and when early Chinese Americans began their celebrations and review the history in particularly before and after the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882. And we know that there are a lot of activities at home and in public uh, during the Chinese New Year celebrations. Perhaps the line dance is the most popular thing. But since you have lived in New York for a long time, what have you observed regarding Chinese New Year celebration these years?
0: I see many stores in Chinatown are selling Chinese New Year decorations and also a special type of tiny oranges, which means prosperity. And I see many families are already busy shopping for the family dinner of New York Eve. And I see friends already started to exchange greetings on WeChat. And before the pandemic, there are fireworks on Hudson River. And there are performances in Lincoln Center and, uh, or, and the parades. But this year, uh, Chinese organizations are moving the celebrations on webinars. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, obviously, uh, lots of activities are limited, but I hope we will soon get back to normal and uh, sure. let more people uh, see or experience the Chinese New Year celebration. Yes, Absolutely. How long is the celebration uh, last during the Chinese New Year in New York City, as you observed?
0: Oh, that depends on everybody's schedule. I personally, I think three days is pretty much the same, but some people may celebrate, the celebration may continue for about, may span like 16 days, all the way from New Year's Eve to the Yuan Jie, Yuan Xiao festival.
1: So the Lantern Festival.
0: Oh, Lantern Festival. Yes, yes.
1: Okay. I also noticed that maybe start from New York, uh, they began to call the Chinese New Year as the Asian Lunar New Year. What was the story behind it?
0: Oh, that's very important. I, I remember it. It's because every time when Chinatown holds a parade and invite other ethnic groups and the people raise question, they prefer to call it Asian Lunar New Year because it also it is also celebrated in Vietnam, in Korea, in Thailand, and in Singapore. So I think it's a better idea to call it the Asian Lunar New Year.
1: So it's obviously a more inclusive term.
0: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. definitely.
1: That's great. So now we know Chinese New Year or Asian Lunar New Year is pretty well known in American society. But... I know you have done a lot of work regarding uh, the history. So when, according to your work, you find that Chinese Americans began to celebrate
0: the New Year? Okay. Uh, Dr. Zhang, you know how important this Chinese New Year is to us. So I do believe never possible Chinese people would celebrate it. So the first record of Chinese arrival to America is in in 1785. one year after the U.S. independence. Three Chinese arrived on a merchant ship to Baltimore. So there's no record of celebration at that time, but I found a newspaper report, which is in 1859, which is 10 years after the gold rush. And that was in Marysville, California mining district. There are a lot of Chinese people there And there's a report about how Chinese people celebrate Chinese New Year in 1859 in California.
1: Well, so we can see, although public knowledge is that Chinese began to arrive in the United States in the 1850s or 1840s. But actually, as you said, Chinese began to land in this country right after it was founded.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody... I think that first Chinese arrived for the gold rush. That's not true. Actually, as soon as the U.S. took independence, they have to start trade with China because British refused to close their ports on Atlantic to American merchants. So U.S. merchants have to, had to go to China to trade. So naturally, they brought Chinese laborers on their ship to help. So that's why We have a record in 1785 of three Chinese sailors arrived in Baltimore on American merchant ship.
1: So now we know that's a record. And also you just mentioned the public celebration began or public report of the celebration began in California. Yes. As the railroad project finished or the Continental Railroad connected, Chinese also began to move to East Coast. Yes. So what have you found regarding the celebration in the East Coast?
0: Oh, very good. I have uh, four images of Chinese New Year celebration in Bellevue, New Jersey. That was uh, They started Chinese New Year celebration in 1879, in February. And the report continued for at least six years. And let me describe the images. The first image I have is Chinese are firing firecracks in the factory yard. On the background, you see a dormitory of Chinese workers and another building is a factory building. And the crowd is only Americans, uh, kids and adults. And also, I see reports that people in New York, Americans in New York, would travel, take the train, travel to New Jersey, Bellevue, New Jersey, just to see the Chinese New Year celebration there. And there are a lot of reports on Chinese uh, New Year celebration in the 1870s, in the early 1870s. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. people, Americans of the world, were very curious about Chinese New Year. And a second image I can tell you, it's a Chinese laborers also had a band. Also, not only they played Chinese music, they also played American folk songs like Yankee Doodle, Old Hundreds, and The Girl I Left Behind. Also, the third picture is Chinese making offerings in Joss house, burning incense, burning Joss paper to pay respect to their ancestors and to the gods. And um, you see, Americans were looking or watching this too, and also the third image is Chinese invited Amer- local Americans to taste their desserts. And according to the description, the desserts are and the desserts and drinks are lemonade, fruits, candies, and some are also some are like a pork fat candies, and which is a traditional dessert in Canton. Also, you see the. Lily flower is on display besides the Chinese traditional music instruments on the wall. You know, lily is a bai he hua.
1: Wow. Yeah, I think what you just pointed out that you described uh, also showed the, you know, the general social atmosphere where American workers or public uh, were curious and interested as part of the celebration. Yes.
0: Bellevue was really uh, friendly to, to Chinese laborers for a reason, because one uh, one of the missionary was in China. And when he was back home to Bellevue, uh, he told his church, which is a Dutch church, to be nice to Chinese.
1: Mm. Wow. So uh, now what you have uh, found were the situations in the 1860s uh, and 1870s. And we know that the Chinese Exclusion Act was passed by the federal government in 1882. Yes. What uh, have you noticed from public records, uh, the change in terms of newspaper report about Chinese New Year after 1882?
0: The Chinese Exclusion barred Chinese from not only from entering the U.S., also barred Chinese from becoming naturalized citizens. And also there were a lot of uh, violence driven out to Chinese. They want Chinese to go back. So that was very, very hard mm. period.
1: You also found something like in
0: Wyoming? Yes, yes. Like three years after the Chinese exclusion, uh, Wyoming had a riot, an anti-Chinese riot. So 24 Chinese were killed. But also we found a record 11 years after that riot, we found a picture of Chinese celebrating Chinese, years, Chinese New Year by performing the dragon dance. This picture was even made into a postcard. So you can see how Americans are interested in, in Chinese New Year celebration.
1: That's interesting. Uh, so we see in, on the one hand, um, there's a anti-Chinese atmosphere, but on the other hand, in public uh, life or uh, among most people. Yes. We continue the cultural exchange or cultural interaction.
0: Yeah, I personally see Chinese resilience mm-hmm. in the face of this uh, racism. And people, mm-hmm. our people are really resilient.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, from uh, 1882, we know that the Chinese Exclusion Act uh, prohibited a lot of Chinese coming uh, and even Asian. But all of those were officially or legally removed uh, after World War II. So we, we do see the positive side in terms of the social interactions. And earlier, we mentioned that New York began to use uh, Asian uh, Lunar New Year to be more inclusive. And uh, I also noticed that uh, New York City is pioneering this approach, to make an Asian Lunar New Year as a public school day. Uh, so how was that?
0: Oh yeah, that's a very good question. Yes, mm. I think many many Chinese parents worked on this. Now, as far as I know, there are three cities who approved the Chinese New Year as a school holiday. They are New York, San Francisco, and Iowa City in Iowa. So I'm very happy to see this this progress.
1: I also hope more places would would, would follow this uh, effort Yes. And make it a uh, yes. public school holiday. Yeah, that's wonderful. Well, I, I think even in a very brief way, you described the uh, from uh, California to New Jersey before the uh, Exclusion Act and uh, after the, the Exclusion Act in Wyoming, kind of a dynamic between the um, Chinese and the American public celebrating the new year as a cultural event and the anti-Chinese uh, political or economic trend. So, uh, speaking of that, what do you think about the current anti-Asian hate? In, in other words, how similar uh, or how different do you see the current anti-Asian movement versus the anti-Asian movement a hundred years ago?
0: Okay, as um. The famous historian Professor Erica Lee went to Congress hearing to talk about this uh, anti-Asian hate. As she said, "This is a new chapter of this racist history. This uh, racism, anti-Asian hate, is not something new. It's old. It has been always there with Asian immigrants." Mm -hmm. So I think you see. But on the other side, we see this also raised awareness in Chinese community. So recently, last year, Illinois passed a law to teach AAPI history in public schools. Then Nevada passed the same law. Then last month, New Jersey just passed a similar legislation. So, and many other states are moving towards the same direction. See, the the Chinese parents have to be aware of one thing, that the first generation, we, were brought up in China so when we come here we were we are already adults but our kids are brought up here that whenever something happens and some people attack us with racist slurs and remarks so kids will naturally have doubts on our ethnic group they may think what's wrong with our ethnic group so why so many people hate us it is very important at this moment for the Chinese parents to nurture our cultural pride, to tell kids, to point out the history of racism in United States. It's not, we did something wrong, but what is ugly is actually the racism, it's not us.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's a very important, meaningful point, that to build a culture pride exactly among the exactly. younger generations. Yeah. Kathy, I think we had a very rich, meaningful conversation, although it's brief, regarding the Chinese New Year celebration. Before we wrap up, what would you like to say to our audience at this moment celebrating the New Year of Tiger in 2022?
0: I think at this moment, it is more important than ever to teach our younger generation about the history of Chinese Americans and to nurture the cultural pride. And a Chinese New Year is a very good moment to start with our celebration, with the culture and with our history. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very important point. Celebrate tradition as as a cultural pride, as also the uh, part of American history. Yes. So uh, thank you again, Kathy, for this wonderful conversation. And I look forward to talking with you on other issues regarding Chinese and uh, Asian American activities and history. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Dr. Zhang. Yellow and Brown Tales, Asian American Folklife Today is a podcast that is supported by the Asian American Studies Program at the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.